make sure that you get the bow that's right for you. It doesn't matter if it's an elite, a prime, a PSE, a Matthews, a Hoyt, gee, man, give me some more, a bear or whatever. You have to prime. shoot what feels best to you. Welcome to Just the Tip Tuesday, Got Game University's new short form podcast. I'm Mike Edgehouse, and with co-host Ryan Smith, we take 10 to 15 minutes to dive into a subject that will make you a better hunter. Remember, it's just the tip that counts. On this week's episode of Just the Tip Tuesday, Ryan and I are going to dive into something that's fun for all hunters, shopping for a new bow. Now, it can be super fun. It can be super stressful. We're going to talk to you a little bit about what we like to do on the rare occasion that we actually get to buy a new bow who we listen to, who we don't listen to, and what we use to guide our purchase. This is one that, quite honestly, it's probably going to stick to that 15-minute guideline because neither of us buy bows very often. Stay tuned and thanks for listening. Welcome to Just the Tip Tuesday, where Mike and I are diving in on a, a super fun topic, something we wish we could probably do a little bit more, but because of funds, uh, we really haven't done it a lot. Buying bows. It's just, it's some, I buy a bow and it lasts for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me, man. You're telling me. I bought my first new bow, my second new bow, like three years ago. And the first one I had for a damn near a decade. So yeah, um, it's definitely a quick topic, but Hey, I wanted to, before we jump into the bow buying process, I am doing this challenge put on by my buddy Guy down at Western Contours for the Western Hunt Fest called the Pack Out Challenge. Now, I encourage all of the listeners to jump on to the Western Contours Instagram page and check this thing out. Go to Pack Em Out Apparel, sign up for it. There's, you know, weekly prizes or whatever. This is not a plug. I'm not affiliated. I'm actually in the challenge right? I'm doing it myself. It is mental fortitude. You put 45, 50 pounds in your pack and you ruck in the winter for a sport that you're going to do in nine months. I mean, it is, it's like getting in a cold bath on steroids. Like it takes a lot of mental fortitude to get in that cold bath <laughs> in the winter. I just got done with, I think it was 6.71 miles with 51 pounds on my back. And the wind chill outside in Northern Idaho right now is in the negatives. And I will tell you, it was the absolute least fun ruck I have ever done in my life. And it was just through the neighborhoods. People haven't shoveled their sidewalks. It's horrible, but it'll give you that feeling like elk season's right around the corner. And we know damn well it's not, but it'll also put you that far ahead. So I, I would encourage the listeners to check that out. I mean, it's a, it's something I usually don't do those challenges and I'm friends with guy. And I thought, you know, this could be, this could be good. This could be really jumpstart the season. So Ryan, I'm, I know you're going to join in with it as soon as that cold <laughs> stops, right? <laughs> well, definitely. I'm a, definitely going to do it this summer. <laughs> There's no prizes this summer. There's weekly prizes if you do it now, you slacker. <laughs> well, oh, we're, we're, we are definitely going to weekly, we're going to 
keep track on how well Mike's doing, and we all know how honest Mike is. So we're he's going to give us the one. They don't call me Honest <laughs> Abe for nothing. I tell you nothing. what, no, 6.71 miles of hell today. I was not. I. I mean, I haven't had a weighted pack on in a long time. It it sucked. I mean, it full on sucked. So, but I did uh, I did get home and make a huge bowl of the leftover beef bulgogi that I posted on Instagram last week. And oh, yeah. God, it's even better leftover than it is fresh off the uh, off the grill. I'm not gonna lie to you. So, anyway, I don't I don't want to keep this longer than the 15 minutes this time. This one's your idea, brother, which means you have deeper pockets than you lead on because <laughs> I sure as hell am not buying a new bow this year. With the caveat, if there's a bow company that wants to jump behind Cutright Mobile, our podcast, anything else, and have us shoot bows for them, I we can get some killer content with dead animals because we are killers. And we were happy to entertain that discussion. So feel free to reach out, uh, slide oh, into my DMs, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then then we'll be really good. Then, no, uh, then, then we will be shooting a lot of bows. Yeah, then we'll be shooting lots of different bows and of one brand. But yes, uh, yeah. Kind of the you know the reasoning for the topic and kind of the idea was because neither one of us are professional shooters or. Uh, you know, or even our expert bow buyers. I wouldn't even say that. It's more as of uh, I've bought bows, I've done research, and I just thought it would be nice just to have two normal guys, uh, you know, as of archery shooters, uh, you know, kind of their opinion on what they do on uh, the bow buying process since we aren't, you know, the professionals or the mm-hmm. the best shooters out there. Uh and it's just nice to have something that you can look back on when you're thinking about buying a bow and, you know, seeing what you want to do. So, you know, for me, I know that when I went and bought my last bow, and it was a couple of years ago, I mean, I did tons of research online. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't know how long I researched, but I researched every bow, speed, weight, you know, uh, length from you know, end to end. And, you know, when I went to the archery shop, I thought I had my bow picked out, you know, and I just, I just thought I did. And, uh, I went and I said, Oh, give me this Matthews bow. That's the one I want to shoot. And started shooting the Matthews bow. And I was like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. I I was like, I think I'll stay with my old bow if this is how it shoots. Not saying Matthews is a bad bow or that you should, that you shouldn't, you shouldn't get it. But I, I was bound and determined that was the bow I was going to shoot and I shot it and I did not like it. And so after, Mm -hmm. you know, looking some more, I shot more and more and more bows and, uh, you know, just kind of kept dialing it back to, a couple bows and uh ended up buying a hoyt mm-hmm. but i wish there's one thing i wish i would have done and that's part of the reason uh i did the wanted to do the podcast because maybe you know me mentioning this will make it somebody else can not make the same mistake even if it what it wasn't a mistake but because i love mm-hmm. my bow but 
I wish I would have went and shot him again. I uh-huh. wish I could would have went home, slept on it, and then went and shot the bows again instead of sh- shooting and buying that day. Yep. And so I went from research to shooting tons of bows, and I wish I would have picked my favorites, shot them, went home, slept on it, maybe went back that weekend and to see if it felt the same. That's That's great advice. Shoot, take a day or two away, and then go shoot again <clears throat> to see if, your top three or top one or two or whatever is in that same lineup. Um, I would add, so I bought my bow three years ago. I came from uh, a bow company that is no longer even being manufactured. Uh, It was like 12 years old and I, it was just on the shelf for a couple of years. So I got it and I am shooting a Hoyt Ventum 33 And I went into the bow shop and the only thing I knew was I wanted a 33 inch draw or a 33 inch axle to axle rather. Um, And now that is something to consider before going to your bow shop, your height and your draw length. For example, I have a 31 and a half to 31 and some change draw length. So shooting a 29 inch axle to axle bow, that's a really steep string angle for me. And I don't like that. I don't care if it's a pound and a half or whatever lighter. I don't like that. I like to have a 33 inch bow. I shot the Matthews 35 inch and it felt like a semi truck. It was way too big. Um, in regards to arrow speed and stuff like that. I mean, you're talking to a guy that has shot the same bullet weight out of his old rusty 30 out six for ages And when I wanted new arrows made at North Idaho Archery, shout out to those guys, they're rad. They asked what I wanted and I handed them an arrow that I was shooting. And I said, I have no idea what the weight or anything else is, but make something like this. And because I, none of that stuff really matters to me. I figured if it's shooting 273 or 280 or 284, if I hit the animal behind that shoulder, it's going to go through the lungs and the heart and the animal's going to die. And I'm also not shooting at 120 yards, right? Um, so right. if you're into all the tech stuff and all the numbers, that stuff matters. Didn't matter to me. And some of you listening are probably saying, well, no shit, it doesn't matter. You have a 31 plus inch draw. Your arrow is going to be flying at maximum velocity, no matter what weight arrow or whatever. And I, I'm not arguing that. I mean, there's there's an advantage to not being the height of my co-host here. So, and that would be one of them. <laughs> no, but really, so what I, I did- in, I'm tall in spirit, okay? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, there's that. Um, so what I did, I went into the bow shop and I actually, I think this is a pretty good tact. I- did very little research. I knew I needed a new bow because mine was making a creak. I think I had a correct limb. I knew I wanted a 33 inch axle to axle. And so I went into not just one bow shop because bow shops only carry certain bows, unless you're fortunate and live over uh, in Eugene and have the bow rack there, then you can damn near get anything. But you know, where you live, different archery shops will have different bows. Go in, say, I have this draw length. I need a bow that will accommodate that. And this is my preferred axle to axle. If you've been shooting bows, you know what that preferred axle to axle is. Um, And just shoot what they have. Say, I want to shoot everything from the $800 bow. And if you know you don't want the $2,000 carbon bow, don't even pick those up. 
right? So I want to shoot everything from the $800 bow to the $1,500 bow and, you know, make sure that you get the bow that's right for you. It doesn't matter if it's an elite, a prime, a PSE, a Matthews, a Hoyt, gee, man, give me some more, a bear or whatever. You have to prime. shoot what feels best to you. So I went in and shot prime PSE elite. I, I shot them all. And they kept saying like, well, here, try a Hoyt. And my previous experience with Hoyt was I really didn't like the draw cycle. I felt that it was clunky and, and it wasn't good in my hands. And they're like, well, just try this one. They implored me to try it. And I tried it as the last of like seven different bows I was shooting. And I shot two arrows out of it and said, I don't need to shoot anymore. That's the one. I wasn't even going to try that bow. That would have been the biggest mistake. I would have ended up with a bow that was, yeah, this one is way better than mine now, but not exactly good enough, but it's fine. And I ended up with a bow that I really like. So there's, you know, two techs, like you said, arrow speed, all that stuff, or know your axle to axle and go in and shoot every bow you possibly can. And, you know, the things I look for, I hate having a clunky draw cycle. When I clip my release onto that D loop, yeah, it's going to be hard because it's, you know, 65, 70, 75 pounds, whatever, right? It's going to be hard to pull it back, but I want it to be smooth. I want to hit that wall nicely. And then I want to be able to hold my bow at full draw for some time. So I want the let off and it to truly feel like a let off, right? And I know a lot of people right. like, oh, it was super noisy in my hand. It was that it was this, it vibrated a bunch. Well, they don't have dampeners. They don't have any of that stuff on it when you are shooting your bow. So unless it's like vibrating, like you're on a rumble strip, there's probably ways to decrease that vibration and that hand noise when you, when you shoot that arrow. Um, and for me, the hand noise or the vibration upon releasing the arrow was much less of a concern to me than my drawback and cycle, because I'll be, be honest with you. I draw my bow back a lot more than I actually release the damn arrows. I mean, when you think about the hunting situation, you're drawing back quite a bit. You're not releasing every one of those arrows you're drawing back. Um, so coming from a guy who's owned two bows in his life, Know your axle to axle, your preferred, do your research on that, and then shoot everything. And it doesn't matter if it's the $600 budget bow or the $1,800 bow that probably should only be $1,200, but inflation. And that's what works. Buy what works, right? It, well, what is it? Like buy, you know, buy what you well, want that feels comfortable so you don't regret and have to buy something new. And that's just it. Like... I was bound and determined I was going to buy the Matthews and you were bound and determined you weren't going to buy the Hoyt. Yes. And I think that when you show up with, you know, ideas or, you know, these preconceived decisions, I don't know if that's the right way to say it. You're, totally right you're, oh, you're, you're limiting yourself to buying the, maybe the bow that's best for you. And so uh, I just, I guess just shooting, a lot of bows and finding the one that feels the best. Wow. I'm the same way. It was the Hoyt I liked because of the way it, you know, it, I could draw with it. And then I liked that when I did release, it was solid. You know, yep. it hit and it was solid in my hand. Yep. Uh, 
because some of the other bows that had the nice you know how i liked how they you know the draw cycle worked mm -hmm. i didn't it just didn't feel as solid you know yep. when when it Someone released and, yeah and so uh you know those were things that i liked but you might like that feel you might like the draw of the matthews you know you might be four inches taller than me and have a different draw or you probably so, are I guess, four inches taller than ryan <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a good chance of that but uh <laughs> but, but I still have my hair. Well, I, oh, hey. So here here would be, no. in addition to that, my biggest, probably my biggest thing, shoot as many different bows as you can, obviously. But also find that shop that you feel you can trust, right? You feel you can rely on. That may not be Cabela's. That may not be North 40, no offense against them. Right. Like, and I will plug my local shop, North Idaho Archery over in Coeur d'Alene. I mean, those guys, they're, they're the best within hundreds of miles in Northern Idaho. Those guys are absolutely unbelievable. Find a shop. And if they carry the bow that you like, they're going to take care of you. Right. Yeah. They're, they're not looking to sell a bow. Some shops are looking to sell a bow and kick you out the door and then hopefully never see you again. You don't want to buy from a shop like that, quite honestly. You want to buy from a shop that they're going to sell you a bow and you know they're going to take care of you. They know your name. You're going to be able to go back in and they're going to you know, help you out, work with you, fix the bow the way you want, tune it the way you want, right? It's You really, as weird as it sounds, you're kind of entering into a relationship when you're looking for that, that bow shop. So, you know, like I said, if you're in Northern Idaho, I don't know what you got. <clears throat> over there on the southeast side of the state or down in Boise. But if you're in eastern Washington, northern Idaho, anywhere around up here, head on over to the boys over at North Idaho Archery. They are seriously, they're they're the best, most solid dudes for that. And right. I think that makes a difference because they're also going to point out things. A good archery technician is going to point out things that you may not think about, right? I mean, you may say like me being 6'3 and having that long draw length. I'm like, I want the 35 inch thing, right? And they may say, well, are you ever going to hunt in a situation like this? Are you ever going to sit in a tree stand? Are you ever going to do that? Because if you are, 35 inches may not be your best choice for that, right? right. So I think I think that's an extremely important aspect that I, I wanted to make sure I got in. But other than that, shopping for bows, know your axle to axle and go shoot. You got to shoot a lot. You can shoot one arrow out of them. Sometimes that one arrow out of them be like, nope, that doesn't feel good at all. Right? right. But let them fly. Shoot as many as you can. It's not a one day process either. Like, like you said, Ryan, I love that idea of sleep on it and then go back because it could feel different the next day. Well, and yeah, with that being, you know, in the end, I guess, uh, enjoy the process. You know, I think sometimes yeah. we want to, we want to rush through it. And I wish, you know, with my last bow, because I don't buy bows every year, you know, this one, I'm, mm -hmm. I don't know how much longer I'm, I like my Hoyt. So I'm probably going to have it another five years, you know? Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, you don't get that process of buying bows very often. So I wish I would have just took my time and enjoyed it. Shot mm -hmm. tons of bows, went to every uh, archery shop, and just and just really uh, enjoyed the process of buying a new bow. And 
and my process worked. I liked my bow, but uh, there's definitely things that I wish I would have done differently. Like listen to this podcast about us buying bows. Yeah, and that <laughs> so. was that was the reason for the podcast for us average shooters or as uh, average Joe's talking about buying bows. Hey, I don't know what you mean, average shooter. I kill everything <laughs> within 10 yards that walks in front of me that I want to kill. I'm deadly from 10 yards in and don't uh, question that. I, hey, <laughs> I'll tell you, I've missed it 10 yards at a grass. Yeah, I, I shot I shot a rabbit. <laughs> I shot a rabbit at 42 yards. That's probably my like prize kill. How about that? Nice. Rabbit, that bunnies, aren't, bunnies aren't very big. So I missed, I've, shot a, I've missed stuff. <laughs> oh, I've, I've missed a lot. I've shot a lot of trees. So, all right, guys, as promised, this one's coming in quick and, and fast for you. Enjoy that process. All the new bows are released. So head on out. And even if you're not looking to buy a new bow, go shoot some new bows and see, keep in mind stuff for the future. So thanks a ton for uh, listening. And uh, we'll catch you next week with uh, with another episode. Can't promise it's only going to be 15 minutes, though. But we'll do our best. <laughs> so thanks, guys. See you guys.